Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Cordimus. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard round the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by America's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Wednesday, June 28th, 2023. Let's rock and roll. Today, welcome to Don't Tread on America. I'm your host, Don Q. QAnon. No? Quixote. No? Just Don Q. Alright, guys. Alright, how are we doing out there today on this beautiful Wednesday? Hump day, right? We're in the middle of humping. Wait, that doesn't sound good. Alright. All joking aside, let's get to the business here real quick, guys. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, please subscribe, follow, and then most importantly, make sure you're sharing this with your friends and uh, people that need to get woke up, not the way the left has described the word woke, but the way woke is meant to be. And uh, guys, if you are so inclined, please follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America on Facebook, Instagram, and the Ticker Docker. From those platforms, you can message the show, get in contact with me if you want to, if you need to. And uh, also, you'll see show updates just in case you aren't following the show, which you should be on your uh, podcast app. So, I, I needless to say, uh, go to the Facebook or Ticker Talker there and Instagram and follow the show. We're also on, in, in, uh, what's that thing called? Twitter. <laughs> That's what it is, the Twitter machine, at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you're not on social media, that's fine. You can find us at DontTreadOnAmerica.com. And there you can also follow the show, subscribe to the website. You will not get a crap ton of spam or anything else 
Um, maybe one day in the near future, if I ever find the time to sit down and figure out how to do it, I'll uh, get <laughs> I'll get a merch shop going. I don't know that that will ever happen, but it's a dream of mine to one day figure out how to do that. So if any of you guys out there know any ideas or suggestions, shoot them my way. It would be greatly appreciated. All right, let's get into the show. Um, where's my cursor at? There it is. Okay, so I can I can read what I wrote here. <laughs> All right, so like I told you guys on Sunday, this week's media coverage would once again be not be dominated by a single subject instead on folk instead of yeah blah blah words are hard instead of focusing on actual news last week it was the sub right we heard all week oh my god the people on the sub oh my god they're gonna die they've got 96 72 48 whatever hours they were already dead i'm not making light of the situation i'm just pointing out a fact of how the it's, it's like the media doesn't even try to hide it anymore they're like blatantly not telling you shit right and and that's where i think in my personal opinion podcasts are very important points of matter because and, and not all podcast mainly this one seriously don't try america but because i listen to other podcasts and i listen to more mainstream podcast which i really need to try and get away from um because for the most part they seem like they want to care and they want to tell you the real story but in actuality if you're listening to whoever and they lean one way or the other, obviously their views are going to be skewed to that direction. Um, I think, and not to mention the fact that they have sponsors that they have to kind of deal with. You know, if, if you do this for a living, the beauty of this show is, you know, this is a hobby for me. This is a, this isn't a job. This isn't a part-time job. I'm not making a penny off of this. Right, I've told you guys this before. I'm full time do I do with a full time job and a part time podcast, and the podcast that pays zero dollars. I actually lose money every month on this podcast. Not a shit ton. I don't care. It's a hobby, whatever. But um, and I think these types of podcasts are are better, in my opinion, because um, it's me. No, but seriously, the the, the more independent podcast, especially if you have someone. That has good sound. They they kind of have an idea on the audio. Um, the subject matter is good. I mean, granted, you can listen to. There's God knows how many podcasts out there of just random people talking about stupid shit. Um, but I feel that <clears throat> the things I talk about, the subject matter, and the things I do, not being an expert by any stretch of the imaginations, I do a pretty decent job. Not that I should be patting myself on the back, but whatever. I guess my point being is if you want to listen to mainstream podcasts, you know, like Bongino and Poso and Tim Pool and, you know, Glenn Beck and, you know, whoever else, Joe Rogan, whatever, these guys get paid to do it. Okay. So just keep that in mind when you hear the words that they're saying. They're getting paid by a sponsor or sponsors to say the things they say. So obviously they're going to have to tiptoe around certain subjects. The beauty of independent podcasts like this one is I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and I kind of, I mean, it's still kind of working out in the process, but the shit I told you guys on Sunday about the whole 
Wagner situation and Russia and Civil War and all the bullshit that they were trying to tell you and that they're still trying to tell you. Um, I think my thought process is coming more to light. And and it also still remains to be seen, but I think the, the narrative that the mainstream media is trying to portray is bullshit. But obviously, that's what they are focused on for the for this week. Today's Wednesday. That's all you're still hearing. And and all of them. Not just talking about CNN or NBC or NSNBC, any of those. I'm talking about Fox. All of them. Even, like I said, some of your podcast. But here's what they're not talking about. I guess my shows from this point forward, I'm going to try and fit in some oddball ones. I still have that UFO show sitting in the in the hopper here. But I can't pass up these opportunities to tell you what they're not talking about. Obviously, they're not talking about UFOs, so I can wait to tell you guys that. Maybe Friday, maybe Sunday. I guess it depends on what happens in the next couple of days. Just know that, I guess, worst case scenario, I do the UFO show and we just throw it out there as a bonus show. And you get four, four shows one week. So, as soon as I have time to record it, I will. But, so, what I'm going to talk about today is what no one else is talking about. No one else is talking about these things. Trust me. <laughs> I'm at work all day, okay? I go into work at 12.30 in the morning. I work for 9, 10 hours. I do nothing but listen to podcasts while I'm working. For the, for the bulk of that time, I'm listening to podcasts. So you can trust me when I tell you I've heard what these people are talking about. I watch the news when I wake up before I go to work. I see what everyone's talking about. This ain't it. Okay, this happened on Friday. I missed it, just found it. Actually, Chris sent it over to me earlier today. This broke yesterday, June 27th. Would-be mass public shooter armed with AR-15. Stopped by employee with a concealed handgun permit. Not one single media outlet that I have seen is talking about this. No one on TV is talking about it. I haven't heard dick about it on any podcast. And um, I obviously, just by reading the... I'll get into the story here in a second. But obviously, just by reading the title of this article, you know why. Uh, he fits... He checks all the boxes. It looks like a white male. Okay. AR-15. Right? Checks all the boxes. This was in Las Vegas. I'm assuming, I don't know if it was at, a, a, we'll see as I read the article, if it was a casino or not, but <clears throat> the uh, the fact of the matter is this person was stopped by an employee with a concealed handgun permit. So no one was killed. Shooter was stopped. No story. I mean, there is a story, but as far as the mainstream media is concerned, there is no story. And let's not be fooled by, when I say mainstream media, I'm talking about if you turn on a television and you're watching whatever your news you're watching, that's mainstream media. If they're on TV, they're mainstream. Okay? Forget the, you know, Fox tells you, you know, they'll say, oh, mainstream media. You're it. <laughs> you're on TV. You've got millions of people watching you. You're mainstream. Period. I, I think the term mainstream media is um, <clears throat> dumbed down to like ABC, NBC, CBS, like you're your network, your quote-unquote network television, right? This isn't 1962 with Walter Cronkite and them. This is the new age. 
if you're on TV and you're on the news, whether it's ABC, NBC, CBS, NSNBC, CNN, HNN, uh, Fox, Fox Business, blah, 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 Newsmax, News Nation, whatever, your mainstream media, period, period. They're not talking about this because if they were, I mean, it's amazing that even like Fox or someone's not talking about this, just the fact that what happened, but they're not even talking about it. A building employee of Las Vegas, Turnberry Towers is being hailed a hero by residents for shooting a man who was firing upon the building's front desk on Friday. (coughs) Excuse me. Uh, KTNV reports a man wearing a helmet had an AR-15 and other weapons when he entered the towers Friday afternoon. The gunman then fired at the front desk, shattering glass, but not hitting anyone. That is when the resident said the building employee fired at the gunman, hitting him and causing him to try to flee the area while being shot at by the employee. There's a video here, obviously. I'm not going to play it because there's no sound. It just shows the dude running. (laughs) Channel 13 spoke with the resident to get their story. Law enforcement has not confirmed the following details. According to residents, a man wearing a helmet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, Residents say it was an employee shot the tower, stopped the attack, and thinks they are a hero who deserves recognition for stepping in. It was a resident's unprovoked Never had issues with anyone here. Just went to his car, grabbed an, now this is saying AK, and came in and shot the front lobby up. Humberto, who works in receiving as a hero, he shot the armed man and saved so many lives. Nobody was injured other than the shooter. The Friday wannabe shooter in Vegas didn't make the MSN, MSM news cycle, mainstream media, because it didn't fit their narrative. This is a classic story of a good guy with a gun that saved the day. Boom. That's all you need to know. And it's amazing that even even though this person was stopped, no one was injured, no one was killed, thank God, you would still think that it would have hit the mainstream media on all channels because you would have had the left, left-flanked media, AR-15, blah, blah, blah. You would have had the right-flanked media, uh, mass shooting stopped by a hero with a... Concealed carry permit, blah, blah, blah. Nothing. Crickets. They're only interested in this unless people die. And this is both sides. This is all media. If someone, if this person would have killed three people, let's say. Okay. But still stopped by Umberto. Right. You would have gotten mass shooting, killed three uh, blah, 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 AR-15s need to be banned, right? And on the other side, you'd have mass shooting, killed three, stopped by a hero with a gun, da-da-da. But nothing. Nothing, once again. So, also, this week, today is the 28th, so what do we got? Thursday, Friday, Saturday's the 1st, right? I've been kind of telling you guys about this, what happens on the 1st. The Fed now system is supposed to go into effect on the 1st. Now, I'm going to play a couple videos here. There's obviously a lot of conspiracy theories around this whole situation, mainly based at this show. No. (laughs) But, you know, it's going around. It's not like I'm the purveyor of all Fed now conspiracy theories. I'm just spreading them. No. And whether it's flipping the switch July 1st, it's interesting that July 1st keeps on being named because, as most of you guys are aware... 
July 4th is Tuesday, right? So you're going to have a big no one paying attention situation. Now, obviously, the initial flipping of the switch, if you want to call it that, is um, is the Fed now. I talked about this the other day. Is the Fed now money transfer payment system. And I'm going to let this guy explain it while I drink some whiskey. A huge change is coming to the way people send and receive money. At some point in July, the US Federal Reserve is going to roll out FedNow, a new fast payment system. Now, as you'll probably know, moving money between bank accounts can take days. However, with FedNow, it is going to take a matter of seconds. All right, hold on. So, hold on. on the I gotta stop him real quick. If you guys bank at any bank <laughs> nowadays, any bank, Bank of America, Suntra, or I, I shouldn't speak Florida terms, so Bank of America, uh, Wells Fargo, Chase, anything, even your local banks, they have computer online banking. You can look at your, your uh, bank account, you can look at your savings account, whatever, right? It doesn't take days to transfer money between your accounts. It doesn't. It takes literally seconds. Literally seconds. I want to put this amount into my savings account or this amount into my checking account. Boom. Done. Like that. <laughs> so this whole notion, and, and this guy goes on, and I agree with a lot of the things he says, but this whole notion that FedNow is going to make everything so great transferring money is a fucking lie. Okay? Anyone that has half a brain and a smartphone, which is, I don't know, the majority of America... <laughs> whether you have a computer at home or most most people do everything on their phone right this whole days of whatever is bullshit anyway sorry Face of it fed now is going to be very convenient and very quick which means people will most likely happily adopt it however it does have some potentially very worrying features. here's where the shit gets there are deep. signs that the fed will be looking to build extra programmability into fed now as the years go by and this extra programmability could mean that the fed is able to impose limits on people spending and will also have oversight of what people spend where they spend it and how they spend it what this means is that in the future, the Federal Reserve is going to have a whole lot more power and oversight thanks to FedNow. Financial privacy is going to be a thing of the past. And many believe that FedNow is in fact the precursor to the digital dollar, a US central bank digital currency. And if you know anything about those, you'll know they are not good news at all. So... I, the thing I disagree with with this gentleman is the years to come. Years to come. I don't think it's going to be years to come. I don't think it's going to be instant. I do think this FedNow situation is going to roll out next week. And it's going to roll out as a, what he said. This is a way for you to transfer money to here, there, or whatever you need to pay. You know, Bob the Builder, you can transfer to him. You need to transfer to your, your kid in college. You need to whatever. I, I My personal opinion of the FedNow situation, the initial launch of what it's supposed to be, I'll say that, is basically like Zelle or Cash App or any of these situations where you can transfer money to a person, a place, whatever. That's how it's going to be sold, just like 
what was the name? Bob Lee, the guy that was killed, San Fran, the the, the uh, inventor and founder of Cash App, magically died. He was suing the government because the FedNow system is the exact same blueprint as the Cash App system. Nothing to see here, but, you know, whatever. So much like everything else in our life over the past, you know, 30, 40 years, or actually longer, because <clears throat> nothing happens overnight. Now, I think this will move a lot faster because the government wants that control. But um, everything's sold to us in the guise of convenience. Like you said, it's going to be convenient. Well, it's not going to be any more convenient <laughs> than using Zelle or Cash App is now or PayPal or whatever. Um, the difference is the government's involved now. They passed a bill earlier in the year wanting to tax you if you had Zelle or whatever transfer payments over a certain dollar amount. Well, obviously, people were trying, are probably getting around that. So if it, I don't remember the dollar amount, I think it was $600. So if you owed, if you needed to pay someone $800 just for whatever, let's say you borrowed 800 bucks from somebody and you were paying them back. So you're going to transfer the money to them. Well, now that person is going to have to pay taxes on that. And that's bullshit because you're just paying this person back. So you might pay them 400 and 400 and it flies under the radar. Well, now it won't. And these people are going to get taxed on money that is not a payment. It's not, it's not like I'm getting paid $800. You're paying me back. But, of course, the Fed's got to get their piece of the pie. Why? <laughs> and also, what makes, me, what makes us think that the federal government actually knows anything about anything, that this is going to actually work to its fullest potential? I think, like this guy said, it's, it's the opening round of whatever, and it's going to roll into other things. And... I think the conspiracy theory of it all hitting on the first and crashing and whatever, it's, it, I guess it's hard to believe. It's hard to wrap your head around that. But that's not to say, let me put it this way. The fact that nobody's talking about it and it's supposed to go in effect this weekend means that there might be something to the whole situation. So I think the interesting thing about this whole Russia situation, especially now that the story's kind of coming around, that was the U.S. involved in this whole Russia situation? Whether we were or we weren't, whatever. If, if um, they're trying to write a story and making <clears throat> Russia out to be the bad guy and us to be the good guy, and yeah... Uh, there's rumor that we may have helped this guy do whatever, um, you know, uh, create a, a civil war in Russia, whatever. Um, then they can use that as a red flag or false flag, I should say, to all of a sudden, let's say this weekend, first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, sometime this upcoming week, all of a sudden there's a power outage. And not like, oh, I lost power, but my neighbor across the street has power. No, no one has power. No one has internet. Then, for the few people that might have emergency radios or whatever, it comes out that we were we had an EMP attack. We had this, we had that. And it was the Russians, Russia cyber attacks. We've they planted that seed a couple weeks ago, right? The Russia cyber attacks. <laughs> 
I'm just saying they're painting a picture and it's not done yet. But whenever they want to implement it, that's going to be your catalyst. That's going to be it. And it's going to cause it's going to cause people that live in Florida can understand what I'm about to say and people that live in other parts of the country where you have natural disasters. And I'm going to use a hurricane more so than a tornado because tornadoes are so unpredictable. You could literally be sitting in your house and a tornado come by and just wipe out your neighbor's house, but you're fine, right? Hurricanes, you see it coming, right? It's, there's no surprise. That fucker is coming right at us, batting down the hatches, right? But in that situation, wherever it's about to hit, if you're in the cone of death, uh, you're those people panic you go to home depot you go to lowe's you go to walmart you go to wherever you're buying all the water you're buying all the wood you're buying this you're buying that (laughs) and and that's what i'm talking about if all of a sudden the lights go out you're gonna have panic okay it's gonna be kind of like covid hitting and a hurricane hitting at the same time but also you can't get your money out so, and here's, here's the idea behind this. So, the uh, federal chair, uh, the reserve, whatever he's called, uh, Jerome Powell, was at a uh, congressional hearing, um, I think it was last week, yeah, and um, on Friday. So, on the longest summary, this, on the longest day of the year, Fed chair... Jerome Powell took the podium to testify before Congress and the House Financial uh, Service Committee last week. The Powell-led central bank had decided to temporarily pause rate hikes, the fastest and most aggressive interest rate hikes in uh, U.S. history, in their mission to battle the massive price inflation found downstream. Um, Less than a month away from the announced July launch of FedNow, an interbank communication platform, Powell finds himself at a crossroads of monetary policy, regulation, and capital requirements before the formal founding of the digital dollar system. So, this goes the new dollar FedNow and USTS, not retail CBDCs. So, he, one of his quotes was, the status of the dollar as the world's reserve currency is very important. Okay, cool. (laughs) The dollar has been, this is how it goes. So, the dollar has been digitized for a long time. We don't think of it as being such because you could still physically hold a dollar bill, right? So, but let me let me let me put it like this, and I, and I'm basing this on pure experience of myself. Okay, when I was younger and had my daughter, we were nine, I was 19 when my daughter was born. So, raising a child at a very young age. Money was very tight, right? So back then, <laughs> uh, I got paid. I get paid on Friday, but it's Wednesday. We need groceries, right? Well, back then, you could write a check because it wouldn't clear until at least Friday, maybe Monday, right? And what the term was called floating the check, right? Well, nowadays, you can't do that. Even if you write a check, if you go to the grocery store or whatever, Walmart, and write a check, it gets processed as a debit. Like, they'll run it through the scanner. It scans the um, 
the account number on the check, and it gets processed. They hand you the check back. I don't, I don't have a fucking checkbook anymore, right? And I would assume most Americans are in the same boat because we pay our bills online. We have apps on our phones that we can pay our credit cards, our, you know, our car payment, whatever you have. Um, I don't think I physically have wrote a check in a while, seriously. And, um, and I don't think I'm on an island with that. Even my wife, who was a staunch check writer, hasn't wrote a check in this whole year, for sure. Um, you know, at least to pay bills for the most part. You know, we do everything online, you know. Why? Because it's easier. Because if it's due today, you can pay it today. And it not be late. Whereas if it's due today and you got to mail that fucker, you're screwed because it's going to get there late. So we we know that the did the dot blah, blah blah the dollar has been digital for a long time. Be it with Zelle or Venmo credits in your retail account, or the dollar balance and checking account at your at your bank. This says Bank of America, but generally speaking, the mechanicisms behind the transfers of treasuries. And other reserve assets backing these numbers on a screen may have remained at the technical agility of a fax machine. The dollar may be the world reserve currency and can be transacted via intermediaries on obvious central bankers' rails and less obviously on uh, Ethereum rails via ERC-20 tokens in the form of popular retail stable uh, coins. But the U.S. Treasury... Um, held by these novel credit creditors remain the world reserve assets. These bonds are strictly issued by the U.S. Treasury to be sold at private sector to create dollars incentivized and yields uh, dependent on the federal funding rate by the Federal Reserve. The public has generally feared the direct issuance of some form of retail CBDCs due to surveillance concerns and currency seizure from centralized issuer. But fewer realize both are level financial surveillance already imposed by banks, uh, never mind the ability for these trusted third parties to censor, blacklist, or even expose re- uh, retail to their counterparty risk. So essentially what it's saying is <laughs> we're worried about federal CBDCs, like the, the guy said in the video a few minutes ago, how they're going to be able to monitor. Well, th- this is insinuating that that's already happening, and I'm not saying that they're wrong. We've heard stories of Discover and Visa, MasterCard, you know, ratting on you essentially, depending on where you go. Um, if you go to Walmart and you spend a hundred bucks on, you know, toilet paper and you know, laundry powder, whatever you're buying, you're probably cool. But if you go to Bob's Gun Shop and buy, uh. Like, usually if you buy a gun, you know, you fill out your forms and everything. The forms have what you bought, the serial number, so on and so forth. But when it rings up, I'm trying to think the last time I bought a gun legally. No, I'm joking. <laughs> last time I bought a gun, it doesn't ring up like, uh, oh, you bought an AR-15 serial number 12345 for, uh, you know, $800. I think it just shows up like gun purchase or Smith and Wesson or whatever the brand was $800, whatever. So, but nonetheless, Bob's gun shop flags it. You know, if you go online and you buy ammo from a certain, you know, different ammo retailers online, they're not sponsors of the show. So I'm not going to sit here and give them credit. 
um, <laughs> that's going to pop. I mean, I, I buy, I don't, I don't care, whatever. <laughs> they know what I got. So it is what it is. Um, but eventually I go online and buy a thousand rounds of whatever size ammo. One day will that card go through? Will it stop? Will I be seized? Will, you know, you've heard stories of UPS diverting your shipments and oh, they got lost. And, you know, so it's already kind of happening, but I think the fact that now you take the, the private sector out of the equation, there's no money for Bank of America, whoever Discover MasterCard, whatever to lose. It's the federal government. So once they control your money, you work a job and, oh, I made $1,000 this week. Cool. Um, I'm going to go buy something. No, you're not. I'm going to go put gas in my car. No, you're not. And it, and we're talking about this now with Biden being president. This is all Biden's fault. Okay, whatever. Bullshit. <laughs> this is stuff that's been going on for years. And in that meantime, we've had Republican and Democratic presidents. So who's to blame? They're all to blame. But to even know that this is real and that it's coming... Another story that no one's talking about this broke on Saturday. Billion dollar bank restricts customers to a $667 cash withdrawal limit. Places cap on how much uh, how much people can spend. Now, this wasn't in America. But nonetheless, equally just as important and worrisome because... I, like I've said before, the a lot of these things we're talking about aren't an American thing. Yeah, I know the show's name, Don't Try No America. I get it. But it's going to happen here. It's going to happen everywhere. New world order. One world government. Not one United States government. World. To everyone. One of the biggest banks in Australia is making significant changes to the amount of cash customers can withdraw. And how much they are allowed to spend using their debit cards. So there you go. Westpac reportedly uh, restricting amounts of cash. Customers can pull out of ATMs to $1,000 Australian, which is about $667 in American money. In addition, the bank is setting maximum amounts people can spend using their debit card. That amount will be fixed at $8,000 per day, which is $5,000. Which is a lot of fucking money. Who's got five grand to spend it down their debit card? Jesus Christ. But still, nonetheless, you're still being, you're obviously you have to be surveilled to, to, for them to know that if it's $5,000 a day, if, if it's $600 withdrawal a day, they're obviously watching you, right? Because $5,000 might not be a single purchase. You could spend a hundred here, 500 there, a thousand there, a thousand there. I want to go shopping with you, by the way. But um, <laughs> still, nonetheless, equally as worrisome. Okay. All right. What else we got here? So, so, right. Words. Okay. So, um, I have a question for you guys. I, this is a term I saw today, and I've never heard this before, and I don't know why in the hell they're trying to push this word. But what the fuck is Bidenomics? Like, is it a spin on Reaganomics or something like that? Like, yeah, I remember Reaganomics, and I don't, I was a kid, I don't remember all the goods and bads of it. As of recent more times, I've heard more bads than goods, but whatever. 
but we didn't have Bushonomics and Clintonomics and Bushonomics and Obamaonomics or Trumponomics. It's so we got Biden and whatever. So, um, but also, have you noticed that Biden's fan club is turning on him? So, this was uh, a dude on a show, right? And he was saying stuff. It was crazy. No, so CN- CNBC host drops the hammer on Biden official with blunt assessments of quote-unquote Bidenomics. So I, I, I'm not going to play the whole video because it's like 10 minutes. I'm going to play a certain point of the video. Um, and it, it is interesting. But uh, CNBC's Joe Kernan slammed White House economic advisor Jared Bernstein on Monday after he failed to explain why Bidenomics economic messaging isn't resonating in American voters. Let me scroll down here to the video. Maybe. Oh, here it is. Okay. No, Jared, I- I'm not disagreeing with you on, on the numbers. I- I'm, what I'm, I'm trying to get at and understand is why you think the public, and it's not even why you think the public, is, is why it's not resonating. I mean, yeah, you're right. I can if speak you, to if you ask let, them, let me... they know that. But then you see, by the way, Gavin Newsom. In that, in that interview with, with, with Sean Hannity, list the numbers. It's very impressive. I think everybody will say the numbers are very impressive, but if, then, if you would ask somebody on the street, it's not that they appreciate them in the same way so that look, you might. So, look, I, I, I'm an economist, if you haven't noticed, a very nerdy, in-the-weeds economist. In other words, he's an out-of-touch politician. Uh, so, but, so I'm not going to—I don't have— probably the right yeah i'm not probably the right person to talk to right because you don't live in the real world political partisanship and the kinds of you know political science issues that you're uh uh that you're invoking here however uh if i can stray into that lane a little bit i do think that when you ask the question from 30 or 40,000 feet you're getting a lot of partisanship and you know that we're in a, in an extremely partisan time what I think is much more important, especially when we're talking about economic policy and we're talking about, you know, markets and the kind of work that you, di- that you do there at CNBC that I much admire, I think we have to get down to cases. I think we have to ask people specifically about what this administration is doing. How do you feel Nothing. about finally reversing decades of disinvestment, about fixing that bridge, by the way, and this is federal, state, and local, so I want to make sure the credit... Uh, goes around fixing that bridge on I-95 in Philly. St- still not answering the fucking question. Who? I'm, I'm sorry about the people in Philadelphia and the bridge. Who gives a fuck about that bridge? You are supposed to fix infrastructure and get shit up and running. Who gives a fuck? He's asking you about the goddamn economy. I'm sorry about your language, but this kind of shit fires me up when you have these pompous ass motherfuckers on here talking about money. They don't fucking live in the real world. This guy probably makes six figures easy doing whatever the fuck he does. And they don't live in the real world. In two weeks. All right, that is Bidenomics in action at a very granular level. Broadband, high-speed uh, access to broadband uh, for all in rural who, areas. Where who doesn't have broadband? Board, I'm sorry. Who does? Are we on dial-up? Are we still using dial-up? In private investment. That's the no. exact opposite of the prior view of the kind of top-down cut public investment and cross your fingers and hope it gets you somewhere it's all about the inflation jared you know that and i i I know that your job is to to spin everything in the best possible light but real wages have not grown for the last year they didn't grow till just the last we talked about this last time 
People are not back to making what they were when Biden came into the presidency. And people aren't stupid. They know exactly how they feel about the economy. His economic performance is, is, is an approval of about 35 percent right now. The 13 million jobs that you're calling a record are people coming back after they were put out of work by COVID. And we thank you. Fucking we thank you. Finally, finally, someone in fucking mainstream media said the thing that I've been saying for a fucking year. Finally, God bless you, uh, whatever your name is, Kernan. Above that. So, you know, to, to, put, to mention all these things in, in a way where people aren't just totally clueless about what's really happening, Jared. And you can't just use well, one-offs. That's exactly, to, that, that's so exactly nobody's my point. Gotten a raise. Nobody's gotten a raise. Real okay, so wages first of all, we, we definitely have... For 24 straight months, real wages were down because inflation so, ate away at the increases. Okay, so we have a factual disagreement. I guess I'll have to... Punch- <laughs> factual disagreement. <laughs> that man just spit, spit straight fucking truth to your ass. There's no factual disagreement. The fact of the matter is your average raise in the last year, your average raise was 5%, 4.8% to be precise. Inflation was twice that, which means if you got a 5% pay raise, okay, and let's say you make... Uh, just for easy math, you make five thousand, or <laughs> you make a thousand dollars a week, right? Five percent raise is only fifty bucks. Big fucking hairy deal, fifty bucks. In the meantime, everything is costing twice as much as it used to. So you make an extra fifty dollars a week and that's and that's assuming you make a thousand dollars a week the median income in america is thirty something thousand which is well below a thousand dollars a week now you're talking closer to five or six hundred dollars a week five percent pay raise on that if you got one is only 30 bucks okay so this guy saying what he's saying is a fucking lie there's no factual disagreement there's Fact versus your argumentative disagreement. Post something on my Twitter feed. I'll, I'll, Econ post, Jared, I'll post the Econ 24 Jared months. 46. Econ Jared 46. When did, when did real wages start rising? So in May, real wages were up. Uh, uh, in May, uh, that's wages. the first month. 24 no, no, <laughs> Two no, months ago. Months, hold on, a month Joe. ago. Joe, hold on. So first of all, in May, it was the first time we had a year-over-year increase in real wages. What was the percent? Of a percent. That's okay. May. Two-tenths. Two, oh my God, I want to fucking strangle this motherfucker. Two-tenths of a percent. Not even one fucking percent. Two-tenths of a percent. So, let's go back to my fucking chalkboard. If you make a thousand goddamn dollars a week, one percent is ten bucks. Two-tenths of that is twenty fucking cents. This guy is out of touch. You cannot sit here and come to me with a fucking two-tenths of 1% increase of wages over last year. Go fuck yourself with your two-tenths. In the meantime, a fucking gallon of milk is five goddamn dollars, and you're you're giving me a two-tenths of one goddamn percent? You could suck my fucking cock. The past six months... Sorry for the language, guys, but this guy, this is pissing me the fuck uh, off. uh, 
the uh, actually for more than the past six months, we've had real wages go up on a monthly basis. And again, I will post that on Percentage. my Twitter feed. But here, I want to I want to get I want to get much more precise about what you're saying because I think you're fundamentally wrong. Jesus if the Christ. only thing people cared about was inflation, and they care a lot about inflation. And by the way, one of those people is Joe Biden. It's one of the reasons it's one, it remains one of our top priorities. Come on, hurry up. i got to get on with the show. The year-over-year rate of inflation come down 11 months in a row. It was 9%, 4% at the last read, okay? So that's a 5 percentage point decline. That's but over year over year over two years, it's a 14% increase, you dumb right motherfucker. You guys are fucking lying to the American public, and you cannot believe that this motherfucker wants to be in office still. You cannot believe that anyone in this country wants him in there. Those numbers are looking very impressive. People care a lot about reversing decades of disinvestment. People care a lot about getting rid of This dude's fucking saying the same fucking shit. I'm done with you. I'm done with you. This is how, this is how America feels about your dumbass shit. This is Chuck Todd. Voters believe this country is headed in the right direction. 74% say the nation is on the wrong track. Let me tell you something about this moment. We have had this sustained period of 70% about a year now. Uh, the last two periods in the history of this poll that we've had this kind of sustained negativity about the direction of the country was before the 92 election and before the 2008 election. Both of those changed the party controlling the there you go. 70 fucking 4% of this country thinks it's on the wrong track. The direction of this country is in the wrong track. 74%. 81 fucking million people allegedly voted for this ass clown. This is what we get, guys. And you have these fucking talking heads like this, whatever he was, the Bidenomics guy. Two tenths of a percent tell me that doesn't want to make you just want to choke somebody around the motherfucking neck i'm sorry about my language and everything guys but this kind of shit gets me heated up because i'm a real fucking american i'm a real person i'm not making millions of dollars doing what i do i'm not even your main big time show host that's making a hundred two three four five six hundred thousand dollars a year doing a fucking podcast i make zero dollars doing this and this kind of shit just fires me up and pisses me off because these people don't have a fucking clue. Even the guy on CNBC who said what he said, surely he's making a fat paycheck every every year. But he's right. Real Americans are feeling this. Your numbers mean shit. Well, if most Americans are concerned about inflation, yes, they're concerned about inflation because inflation affects us on a daily basis. Whether we're going to the grocery store, we're going to Walmart, we're getting gas, every single day, inflation affects us. And you're giving me a two fucking tenths of a one to goddamn percent pay raise? Fuck you. Sorry. What else we got, Don? Okay, let's see. All right. <laughs> Sorry about that, guys. Anyway, uh, malaria cases in Florida, where I live, and Texas, are first U.S. spread in 20 years, CDC warns. This was uh, yesterday. Okay. So, what, what does it all mean, Basil? So, this was in uh, last year, March of 22, EPA approves plans to release billions of genetically modified mosquitoes. Now, we talked about that, oddly enough. We talked about that on this show when Chris was still here. Um, surely, <laughs> surely nothing would be wrong with that. I think we talked about this. I mean, I know we talked about this, but surely our point was nothing to see here, right? So, 
<laughs> genetically modified uh, mosquitoes released in Florida and, and uh, Texas, right? Uh, who's behind that? Let's see. Oh, the Bill Gates-backed biotech firm Oxitech is going ahead with plans to release hundreds of millions of gene-altered mosquitoes in Florida in order to test an experimental new form of population control. The company confirmed in a press release the initial batch of mosquitoes was released this week. The controversial project conducted, or I'm sorry, conducted as part of a partnership between the Key, uh, Florida Keys Mosquito Control District and Oxitech. We'll see six locations in the region host Oxitech's gene-hacked male blah 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 mosquitoes over the next few months. Once again, nothing to see here. So. Let's do a quick recap over Bill Gates. Uh, just just a quick scenario. 1997. Bill Gates is quoted as saying, I fund population control. We've talked about that between vaccines, testing, whether it's the COVID vaccine or vaccines they test in Africa on, on people in Africa. 2018, Gates funds Oxitech that releases millions of GMOs mosquitoes into texas and florida five years later brings us to today but 20 years after the last bout of uh malaria returns the u.s but only in texas and florida now 20 years ago malaria was spread via mosquitoes we kind of fixed the problem you hadn't really heard about it in 20 years lo and behold these gene-altered mosquitoes get released in only Texas and Florida, and uh, malaria cases spread. So, there you go. But never fear, because uh, BioNTech starts human trial to test malaria vaccine. This was last year. This was December of last year. So, real quick, um, Biotech, this was, uh, what was the date? December 23rd, so just before Christmas. Biotech on Friday, Friday whatever date that was, it was last year, uh, initiated an early-stage study that evaluated the experimental malaria vaccine in humans. The Phase one trial is expected to enroll 60 volunteers in the United States with no history of malaria to access the uh, vaccine candidate at three-dose levels, known as whatever, BNTI65B1, the first vaccine candidate from BioNTech's malaria project will also establish a vaccine production in Africa. So there you go. Coincidentally, <laughs> we last year, March of last year, we release Bill Gates company Oxitech releases gene altered mosquitoes in Florida and Texas. Uh, what's that? Nine months later, they start human trials on a malaria vaccine. Six months later, oh look at that! Malaria returns to Florida and in uh, Texas, guys. Can we really be that stupid? BioNTech. So real quick, I pulled this up. Who's BioNTech? Now, this is a German drug manufacturer. Uh, Let's see. Globalist billionaire Bill Gates invests $55 million into biotech in 2019, which just so happened to be the... uh, Where was it at? The... uh, Where is it at? Where is it at? Uh... (laughs) That was the year after Oxitech releases millions of GMO uh, mosquitoes in Texas and Florida. So, 
obviously you can just connect the dots. Bill Gates funds Oxitec releases altered mosquitoes, Florida and Texas. Bill Gates invests a shit ton of money into a vaccine manufacturer. Malaria is starting to spread in Florida and Texas where these mosquitoes were released. Oh, and by the way, the the vaccine manufacturer that they that in 19 2019 he dropped a shit ton of money into is producing a malaria vaccine nothing to see here guys there's nothing to see here what, what does poso say what part of the movie are you in fuck that shit this isn't a movie this is real life and they're coming for us they're coming for us i mean they're gonna get us one way or the other all right couple of things in closing because i want to get the hell out of here <laughs> so, once again, the court rules in Hunter Biden's favor. Now, I'm not talking about the IRS situation. I'm not talking about the gun control. I'm not talking about all the bullshit that we should be talking about. Uh, Hunter Biden's child support dropped from 20K to 5K. The strange daughter cannot use family name after private settlement is reached. This is from today. Hunter Biden and the mother of his estranged daughter have reportedly settled out of court. And agreed to terms that would see Biden's child support payments drop by 75%. As reported by the Daily Mail, Biden and his former girlfriend, London Roberts, submitted an agreed order to the Independence County Circuit Court that allowed the Bidens to avoid public scrutiny <laughs> and, the, uh, and the combing of the son, first son's financial details. Biden had previously asked the judge to reduce the child support payments due to substantial material change to his financial circumstances by previously making millions of dollars in overseas business dealings. Right. Details were reported by multiple outlets, New York Post, uh, and Radar, blah, blah, blah. 20000 Now, when I heard all this, when she was taking him to court, like a month or so ago, I was like, $20,000 a month. I mean, okay, I understand child support. Trust me, I paid it. And I understand it's based on what you make and yada, yada, yada. I know the rules. But in all honesty, how, how can I put this? Because I, I am very much against certain women getting child support because it's not used for how it should be used. Trust me, I went through this and I wasn't paying a fraction of what this motherfucker was paying. But um, if you're, okay, if you're Hunter Biden, okay, if you're whoever, but... Or Hunter Biden, and you fuck a stripper at a nightclub, this London chick, okay? It is what it is. That's fact. I'm not making shit up. And you get her pregnant, okay? She's a stripper at a strip club, and I'm not demeaning strippers at strip clubs, but at best she's making, let's say she's, and I don't know where she was a strip stripper at, but let's say she's making two grand a week. Let's just say, Okay? Does she need $20,000 a month in child support? If if she was making two grand a week, let's just say she was making two grand a week. I'm sure it wasn't that much, but for shits and giggles, I'm giving her two grand a week. That's still only, what, eight grand a month? I mean, I know technically you're supposed to multiply at 4.5, so let's call it nine grand a month, 9,500 a month. Does she need... $20,000. She was getting paid <laughs> $20,000 a month to take care of a kid. So basically, she didn't have to work because she's making $240,000 a year. 
How much do you make a year? Even at five thousand dollars a month, that's sixty grand. That's that's pretty fat too, right? So, but whatever, whatever. Nonetheless, here he goes again. Now I have to, I can't help but wonder if there wasn't a you know a bit shut your mouth shit. You're gonna get five grand, and I'll hook you up with some undisclosed payments on the backside type thing. So, but once again, he skates with no no bubbles and no troubles. One last thing, guys, real quick. For those of you that live in the great state of Florida, which is the majority of my listeners, oddly enough, um, today is the 28th. On July 1st, a whole bunch of laws that had passed go into effect on July 1st. I don't know all the laws. I don't really give a shit. I Just one that I want to talk about. So on July 1st, House Bill 543 that had passed um, allows people permitless carry. So it's called the permitless carry law. Um, so real quick, guys, I just want to give you guys a brief <sighs> myths and facts of what is allowed and not allowed. Okay, so essentially the way it breaks down is this. Um, number one. You cannot open carry. It's permitless carry. It's concealed carry, which I disagree with. I'd rather it have been open carry. At least then you could see what a person has. But whatever. I guess this also creates a mystique of, is this person carrying a gun? I don't know. Is he? Is she? I don't know. So open carry is still illegal in the floor, in Florida under most circumstances. You may open carry a firearm if you're engaged in or traveling to and from fishing, camping, hunting, or target shooting. All right, next one. Anyone can get a gun without a background check. That is false. You still have to pass background checks. You still have to buy your gun from a legal FFL, FFL dealer, period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And, and I'll say this about that. If, you, if you're able to go to a gun shop and buy a gun legally, you're legally allowed to go buy a gun, whatever brand you buy. That needs to be the gun you carry because I, if you were to go to, let's say, a, a, a gun show and buy a gun. Now, that's allowed in Florida. Okay, so I'm not dismissing that. You are allowed to go to a gun show, buy a gun from Bob the Gun Guy that might not have a gun shop. He just wants to sell a gun. You're allowed to do that. My personal opinion is I would not carry that gun. At least if you carry a gun that you bought legally from a gun shop and there's a record of that gun purchase, if you were to get pulled over, if you were to get stopped, or whatever happens that you had that gun on you, whatever, whatever, at least then is legit. All right. It doesn't restrict who can legally carry a gun that is false. To carry a concealed firearm in Florida, you must meet the same criteria for receiving and maintaining a concealed weapons license. Um, and you... So you must be a U.S. citizen, 20, 21 years old, without a felony conviction or other disqualifying conditions. So if you're unable to go to a gun shop and buy a gun legally, you don't qualify for, for this concealed permitless carry. Concealed weapon licenses are going away. That's false. You're still able to purchase those. You can carry a gun anywhere. The law does not change where you can carry firearms. So you're not allowed to put them in, take them into schools, colleges, universities, bars, courthouses, or into government meetings. Uh, so that's, that's that. So just for you guys to know, if you 
don't have a concealed ca- uh, carry permit and you're seeing this bill passing and you're like, cool, I can start carrying a gun. As long as you can legally purchase a gun, period. That's really all you need to know. As long as you can legally purchase the gun, you're good. It has to be concealed, whether it's in your car or in your person. And you can't take it into certain places, schools, um, government buildings, uh, bars, those types of places. So the question, I guess, then would be asked because it doesn't specify if you go to a retail establishment and you'll probably start seeing this pop up around Florida, certain places, you're going to probably see signs at the door where they have the hours over open Monday through whatever, whatever time to whatever time. You're probably going to start seeing signs, no guns permitted, no firearms allowed on this property. Now, technically, it's private property. If you go to the grocery store, to Walmart, to Walgreens, or wherever, technically, that is private property. It is a public place, yes. You're allowed to go in there, but it is technically private property. And what does that mean? Okay, so if you are caught shoplifting at one of these places, for example... You can get trespassed from that place because it is private property, which means you won't be allowed back in. So, yes, those places are allowed to put a sign on their door saying you are not allowed to carry a gun. Yes, they are allowed to do that. They also, most (laughs) places you go to, actually have signs saying no weapons allowed on premises. Okay? Well, I carry a pocket knife everywhere I go. Okay, not even like a little pocket knife. It's like on my pocket. It's a pretty decent size. It's a nice knife. Um, it's Florida. <laughs> I would say 80% of the guys in the state probably carry a knife on them. Okay. So, and I've never once been stopped at the door. Hey, sir, you can't bring that knife in here. Um, as far as guns, I'm not, this is just my personal opinion. Take it for what it's worth. If it's concealed, who's going to know? period that's all i'm gonna say about that all right guys with that being said guys today is june 28 2023 guys make sure you're following us on whatever podcast app you're listening to this on make sure you share this with your friends follow us on social media don't tread on america and at the website don't tread on you guys have a great day and i'll talk to you again on friday